Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies who like to cook, smoke, learn, and enjoy a meal with friends. We invite you to join us every 10 days or so here at the High Gluttony Homestead and listen to us make a mess and have a lot of fun. (laughs) So step inside, gluttonyers. Gretchen! Hello! Hello! (laughs) How are you today? I'm so good. I'm excited to see you. I'm looking forward to our dishes today. We're making a really fun old favorite and a new twist on a questionable favorite for some people. (laughs) But how are you doing? I'm good. I'm over here. I'm enjoying my Amparo Rosé from Sag's Leap Winery. Starting the day with a bang and some rosé. So that's mm. always nice. How are, have we already covered how you're doing? I don't know. I'm confused about what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. Thank you. I think that's two times. I think we kicked off with a how are you, Becca? But I'm happy to say again, I'm good. But I'm also <laughs> sipping on some little tart, fun little vino verde, which Ooh. I haven't had in a little while. So I wanted something with a little kick, a little, hmm. Tingle on my tongue. I almost went with the Vino Verde today, but I was like, I've already had this Vino Verde on the podcast. Had to go with something I haven't had before. And I have a giant store of wine. So got (laughs) to start working on that. Tough go at it. Yeah. That's funny. You wanted Vino Verde today and I (laughs) am drinking it for the first time in a while. I think since we had it on the podcast. I have a bottle of that Orlada or whatever it was in Mm. my fridge. So I was like, I should drink this. But I've already had this for the podcast. So I want to do something different. It's like how people have, they can't be seen in the same outfit twice. We like (laughs) cannot have the same drink twice. (laughs) I think I've been repeating myself a little much lately. So I was just trying (laughs) to be doing something a little different although I think maybe the alcohol percentage would have been better on the vino verde but I put some I put some ice cubes in my wine to chill it down so hopefully that'll help I don't know maybe totally dilutes the alcohol for sure (laughs) those two ice cubes I threw in there definitely gonna make a huge difference oh yeah you'll stay hydrated it's perfect what are you smoking I am enjoying one of my new favorite brands I am having a Horchata Jeter brand infused joint. These are so good. They have, this is my first time enjoying the Horchata. I did sample it a little bit last night to make sure it would be okay for the recording today. And I think as long as I keep it to a minimum, I should be fine because they are hash infused and resin infused. Classic Gretchen, start off. (laughs) I've tested it. (laughs) It's fine. Here we go. 20 minutes later oh shit oh shit <laughs> but I have I have my widget here for my joint smoking pleasure because it, I'll be able to put it into the widget and put it out really quick so I'll get my couple of puffs off of it and then I'll put it away I've got my tools <laughs> portion control <laughs> but yes today's is horchata it does taste delicious kind of cinnamony and creamy I really love this brand so what are you enjoying I'm having a new-to-me brand of flour called Green Life Productions. It has the cutest glass jar. I want to make a little candle out of it, even though 
it's not printed on there, but it's really cute. It has this little gold print and it's adorable, but obviously drawn in by the bottle. <laughs> I'm a sucker for branding. So <laughs> right? I mean, thank you. <laughs> I definitely label buy shit all the time. <laughs> so it's purple cough. It's got about 24% THC and then it has myrcene, lemonine, and osamine. And it's tasty and so pretty. It's like a very beautiful flower and I guess they grow all indoor, but have a really organic approach to it. So it was a fun new find for me. And I splurged a little bit and I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. Splurge monetarily or intake wise? (laughs) Monetarily. I don't feel it's possible for me to splurge anymore with my life. (laughs) (laughs) You have the good tolerance. I'm so excited to eat today. These Thanksgiving sides. Tell me more about what we're making today, Gretchen. Well, we've gone with some delightfully easy preparations today. I am also excited. I love that we're doing a, what I would consider a classic preparation for green beans. We are getting ready for Thanksgiving. So we felt we should do some Thanksgiving side type things. So we are doing green beans, almondine. I don't know. There's an official title for it, but I forget what it is. And three uh, beans exactly Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like you just it, have it had different... recipe on the end. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and then we are doing a Brussels sprout chip recipe. So doing a Brussels sprout chip makes a lot more sense to me now that I've done my Brussels sprout research for today. And since we have covered cabbage and cauliflower, I think <laughs> we think yes. we think yes, We're not, pretty yeah. sure, pretty sure we are gonna make some these chips so we're gonna make a really traditional green beans with shallots and butter very simple yep almonds very important and then the brussels sprout chips are parmesan olive oil salt garlic powder pretty much we'll we'll read the full ingredients in a minute but super simple prep like gretchen said i'm very curious about what you learned about brussels sprouts and in particular how this method is going to make i don't want to say it tastes better but Yes, tastes better. (laughs) Well, it'll give it a broader appeal. How about that? Well said. There you you. go. (laughs) I also never ate Brussels sprouts and did not know they grow on like a vine kind of whole thing. Like, like you're literally just learning that as we're doing this podcast? No, but I didn't know that for a long time. (laughs) Like I've never seen Brussels sprouts in the store like that. On the stock. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really, I feel like that's a really new thing ever since like the world got into organics and like, we want to know where our food comes from, which is, hey, I'm not ripping on that movement. But I was surprised. We auspiciously, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I say I received, but it just means I went and got my mail out of my mailbox finally. <laughs> you received it to yourself finally. Yes. 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 But the November, December, 2022 Cook's Illustrated magazine. And lo and behold, they have a whole center spread. Literally the center spread is Brussels sprouts for this month. Who would have guessed anybody that does anything around Thanksgiving probably, but it has a nice symmetry to what we're here to do today. Yes. (laughs) I forget what the point of that whole thing was. Cook's Illustrated is one of your resources then for today? Yes. Thank you. Yes. So we got some great info. The title of this article is For the Love of Brussels Sprouts. Note the Brussels 
again, a thing I didn't know for a long time is that it was Brussels. I always thought it was Brussels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of those, what, Mandela effect things mm. where <laughs> I think everybody most people would be like, oh, it's it has an S on the end for Brussels because we found out because we just Googled before we started. <laughs> it is literally for the city of Brussels. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. The sprouts of the Brussels. So uh, do you have any questions about Brussels that maybe like you want to kick off with? Or do you want me to just start talking? (laughs) Well, thank you for the question opportunity. You know, I always have questions because I mentioned that I was surprised by how it grows. It's just, if you don't know, for people like Becca, who grew up in Las Vegas and did not see fresh vegetables and fruit until you moved to California, it's one big thick stalk. And then there are these balls that like shoot off the sides and they're just the Brussels sprouts popping off the side of these like little vines and it's very silly to me (laughs) so they look like a cabbage and Mm -hmm. they look like cauliflower a little bit Mm -hmm. so I guess that's where my questions start is it in that family how does it yes grow similarly okay kick it off yes there we go it is in the calciferous family so it is deeply deeply related to cabbages I believe they are because this didn't actually come up in either of the things I read about how they got to Brussels Brussels sprouts I believe it's selective reading that was how we ended up with this particular format of brassica of the sprouts of the Brussels yeah yes but they are a little more similar to like a cabbage than say cauliflower Because it is a leaf, you're eating a leaf versus the cauliflower broccoli variety, which is the, you're eating the flower head. I feel like that sort of answers your question. Perfectly. Now, speaking of that, seeing those stalks in the store now, we do have our wonderful magazine here to turn to for input on the best way to buy Brussels sprouts. To buy. Okay. Tell me more. If you can... It is good to buy them on that stock. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you're trading your freshness quotient for time preparing. They do point more out work. it is yeah. a lot more work and that any Brussels that are not on the stock that are prepared, at least to that point, are fine. You're not really sacrificing that much in the way of quality by not buying it on the stock. But the very freshest way to do it is to buy it on the stock. So thank you, Cooks Illustrated, for answering that question that I did not even know I needed to ask. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, answering our questions. I appreciate that. And also, you're stuck with the big trunk afterwards. Unless yeah. you're making, like, stock with it or something, you, what do you do with that guy? Ooh, and I don't know if I'd ever really go in for making <laughs> brassica stock. Like, sure. that's a lot of sulfur to deal with (laughs) I don't think anybody's gone let me take the most sulfury thing and concentrate that shit down and drink it spread it out yeah I don't think that's ever come up I mean my bunnies would probably enjoy having a snack out of it but I don't know that that's something that's particularly good for them compost pile good for your compost pile I'm sure you'd have lots of things in your compost pile that wouldn't mind eating it but if you're not a composter Maybe just save yourself the effort of having to get rid of that and making that extra prep work for yourself. 
Which is all to justify that I did that today. I didn't yes. buy it on the stock. <laughs> I didn't even see any on the stock today. So that wasn't an option for me. Phew. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure if I'd looked at Whole Foods, maybe I never would bother with that. That's not something I'm looking for. <laughs> Their recommendations on what to look for when you're buying sprouts, which I'm like, why haven't we included? I guess we do kind of include this, but. It's a good I, thing to get more intentional about what yeah. to look for. Yeah. yeah. So you want to buy smaller ones because they'll be more tender. The bigger anything in that brassica family gets, the more woody those stems get. And so they get more tough and aren't as nice. So the smaller the br- sprout, the more tender the stem you're going to see. Well, they're advising same size pieces. I guess that's fine. But otherwise, you can cut them to pretty much be, or you can peel them down to the fucking same size. Like, I kind of like the mismatch sizes because then I get like some really crispy little pieces and some kind of softer big pieces. So I kind of like that, like that is, loose sizing. That's actually a good way to think about it is if you like a variety of textures, it's not bad to have a variety of sizes. Yeah. I'm just noticing this weed makes me really gestury. I'm like waving this magazine around like I don't have a glass sitting in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. You're like directing like air traffic right now. <laughs> Getting to be a lot. I work out with sweat over there. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I have been off my ring fit. So like I need to work out today. So same, same size pieces will cook evenly, but it's up to you. It's your life. Do what the fuck you want. We're not here to tell you exactly what to do. We're just here to provide suggestions. And they do recommend that the more tightly your little head is, the better it's going to be with dark green leaves. Looking for that darker color on the outside, at least. Okay, so what do you do once you've bought it then? Now we know what to look for when we buy it. Everybody's always poo-pooed Brussels sprouts. Well, included. Yeah. So let's just cover storage for a second. We'll just keep ripping off totally Cook's Illustrated, although we're not ripping them off because we are giving them the credit. So yes. we, have, we have to tag them the fuck out of them in this episode. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Hi Cook's Illustrated. <laughs> we love your work. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for making our work easier by doing your work. Thanks. We have storage tips. If you have them on the stock, you will loosely wrap them in damp paper towel. If they are not on the stock, or as they actually refer to them as loose, in an open plastic produce bag. So a little surrounding by plastic, but don't like tightly wrap it in plastic. You want to have some ventilation. In a pantry kind of situation, cool, dark place. Did you say, did I miss it? Fridge. Fridge, okay. Good question. Thanks. Thank you. After that, that's where things get a little more fun. So let's mention a few things real quick about Brussels sprouts and why they are probably some of the more loathed veggies out there. I have to say this is probably just because you haven't been treating your Brussels sprouts right. (gasps) Another bold statement by Gretchen. Tell us why we are not doing it right. First of all, I think I did myself a disservice by never having Brussels sprouts until I went to culinary school. I don't feel like they were a thing. Like, I feel like I remember hearing about them in like pop culture. But as far as direct experience, I had zero direct experience with Brussels sprouts as far as I can remember. But they were so loathed in popular culture, I was never 
like going out of my way to find out about them. So right. that on my part. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is due to a couple of compounds that actually an enzyme and a compound too that they shout out here in Cook's Illustrated that you have an enzyme called, and I looked up how to pronounce this and everything. So give me one second here. So you have an abundance of an enzyme called myrosinase and a sulfur-rich compound called glucosinates. And when the leaves of the Brussels are cut, so pretty much anytime you're preparing Brussels sprouts, I feel like you're cutting them in some way, the damaged cells release these two chemicals, which then transform, the glucosinates transform into the isocyan, uh, isocyanates. I looked this one up too. I'm so sorry. This is like uh, all gone. That's close. That's close. <laughs> and so those isocyanates are sort of a bitter mustardy compound, which is unappealing to some people. Like it, it, it may come down to just you not having a taste for that chemical, but there are things we can do to limit that bitter mustardy compound. So you said there's an enzyme and a compound mm-hmm. that are released when you cut it. Correct. We're looking at those isotisinolates. That's the part that makes that bitter compound that most people don't like. So let's focus on that. That's the important part. You can limit those by blanching those bristles right after you cut them. That will help dilute, like at least take the stuff off the surface so that you don't have as much of that compound. So if it's something that maybe you're looking to avoid, I don't know, you might even be able to do it just by rinsing them. Like if you're going to use them in a salad application, if you give them like a good rinse and some ice water, probably have the same effect where you could at least rinse some of those bitter compounds away if you're concerned about it. But this is the thing that is, I think comes up with the like sort of popular culture being like Brussels sprouts are the worst. They are not, they, they've just been mishandled by a lot of cooks. So. Let's see if we can make it better. I think in the last 10 years, it's become really popular to roast Brussels sprouts for for a good reason. As the the roasting does, you get that Maillard reaction that we've talked about a little bit before, where it's that conversion of the proteins into a more like savory, umami, sugary almost kind of caramelly thing. Anytime you can bring the sweetness up, that's going to counteract your bitter components. So I think that's why roasting Brussels sprouts has really become popular, at least in the last 10 years. I feel like that's, there's a lot of roasting, searing, toasting, which is why I think the fact that we're making chips out of them is awesome. Like, this is going to be great. I've never done this with Brussels sprouts before. I was a little confused with all of the words, but my basic understanding is as soon as you cut the Brussels sprout, it can become bitter because of two compounds, enzymes, chemicals inside of it. And there are a couple of ways to combat that if that's not something you want, which is typically not how people have been preparing it. So that the result is that most people haven't really enjoyed Brussels sprouts, like you said, because it hasn't been prepared in this way that could remove that bittery, mustardy flavor if that's not what you want. Yeah. And also maybe you just don't fucking like that, but like, there's a reason 
it's not a pleasant compound to consume. There are lots of things like that in this world that lots of people like. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen a lot of Brussels sprout recipes that have Dijon on it. Right. You know? Yeah. In case you want to just double down on the yeah. mustardy. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> just let's, not, not, let's not forget, it is an actual relative of mustard. But that's in the brassica family as well. So like, it makes sense that that chemical is there. That bitterness is there. It's all related. I don't think I knew mustard was related too. That's pretty cool. Oh, it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if it's a, like, if that's necessarily like a brassica brassica, but like, so you've got in that family, just to dive down this little side quest for half a second. But so like, you've got your mustards, you've got your turnips, radishes. Those are also in the family usually. Um, kale, cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli mustard. I want to make sure I said mustard because I'm not sure if I actually said that in the beginning. <laughs> Just in the complete list. And I think that's it. Kohlrabi. Kohlrabi is also in that family. I'm not sure about bok choy. I thought bok choy might be, but I'm not not 100% sure on that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that that's that's most of them. Okay. I can see how all of those fit together. And then also it does make sense about the roasting because I have made these kind of chips before not sliced but just the individual leaves and I love that preparation it does take time but it's so tasty to me and I can enjoy a Brussels sprout under other cooked circumstances but I don't want to eat it really (laughs) I think one of the things that maybe also has been an issue is overcooking of Brussels sprouts which like might sound counterintuitive to what you're saying previously, but there's also like the danger of like, because if with, to make something clear, if you are blanching a Brussels sprout, because we're going to be doing this with our green beans today, you're pretty much just trying to get a light cook on it. Although we are going to take our green beans pretty much to like fully cooked. We want them just before like completely fully cooked. You are just sort of preserving that at the best possible cooking point, like just before the best possible cooking point. So if you are blanching like Brussels sprouts, depending on how long, like how big of a piece you're talking, it's going to go into the lick to the boiling water for maybe like five to six minutes tops. But I think people will like boil them to death. And then that's just working against you because it's concentrating those flavors into it. Whereas if you're blanching, you're dunking it in pretty quick and then removing it from that water. And so that what well, it doesn't have time to concentrate down. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And it can get mushy. Yeah. And mushy. Yeah. So yeah. like you're looking at like a texture disadvantage where like cabbage, I feel like if you let like fully, fully cook it, like that kind of is a sad ending for cabbage. <laughs> yeah. You got to have some crunch. Yeah. You need a little texture and crunch. Texture, still and, thank you. Yeah. yeah totally. What, totally. What the fuck am I trying to say? Okay. My brain. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. All right. <laughs> well, was there anything else about Brussels sprouts you think we should know before I read off our ingredients? No, I really think I need to stop talking about them now because I think I've talked about them for a long ass time. Let's proceed. Okay, so for our Brussels sprouts, we are using half a pound of Brussels. I think we both have more than that. 
one tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil. We'll end up flexing these, like we said, because we have more of the Brussels. Two piddly tablespoons of freshly grated Parmesan, plus more for garnish. We decided that the B in tablespoon now stands for bullshit because that is not enough Parmesan. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We love Parmesan. We need that umami Parmesan flavor. I think I did like a cup of grated yeah, Parmesan. Like, like drown me in it. Yeah. Insert amount. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, one teaspoon garlic powder, kosher salt, freshly ground black pepper. And then they suggest Caesar dressing for dipping. We both said, no, we're not going to do that. I think probably because this also suggests cutting it in slices versus making the chips. So it's easier to dip, but I don't want to dip any, anything. Gretchen said she might find a different dipping sauce, but not Caesar. And Gretchen will be doing both pulled leaves and slices of Brussels sprouts. I have lots of random dipping sauces in my fridge I can use. I don't need to buy Caesar dressing or make <laughs> Caesar dressing. Like that's just not something I need to do. For your little Brussels sprout slices, yeah. I got I found some red pepper vinaigrette I didn't know was in there before so mm, yeah that could be good too okay so that's it for the Brussels sprouts for our green bean almondine we've got kosher salt two pounds of string beans trimmed we both are doing one pound two tablespoons or one ounce of unsalted butter one cup of slivered almonds three shallot chopped and freshly ground black pepper. Oh, again, we'll adjust those for ourselves because we're doing double on the Brussels sprouts basically and half on the beans here. I'm sad now because I was just thinking, I love green beans so much. Why did I do half the amount? I would have loved to have green beans like all mm. week this week, but- It's, it's so just, easy as yeah. we'll learn. Go, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally easy. I could make more. I have to go to the store tomorrow. See, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so what are we doing with, those ingredients for our chip preparation preheat preheat your oven to 400 degrees i have mine on air fry 400 degrees air fry so i'm going to start with the air fry and then switch over to bake i have to turn mine on still oh all right well maybe you should go do that <laughs> i finished reading the recipes okay i'll go do that <laughs> so we've got our oven at 400 degrees becca's going to take care of that now we are in a large bowl, toss Brussels sprouts with oil, part of your Parmesan and garlic powder, season with salt and pepper, toss well, spread in an even layer on a medium baking sheet. Bake for 10 minutes, toss, bake for another eight to 10 minutes more until crisp and golden, garnish with more Parmesan and serve with some sort of dip if you like. If not, don't. <laughs> Just inhale them. Yeah. yeah. All, all of the reviews were basically like, no dipping sauce needed, just ate them as they were. We're here for yep. it. Get them in my mouth. On to our bean method. Bean method. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I haven't been singing as much in these episodes. You missed it, apparently. I yeah. do. Or this is just really silly pot. I think it might be silly pot. Bring a large pot of generously salted water to a boil. Set a large bowl of ice water nearby. Drop the string beans into the boiling water and cook until they are bright green and just tender. Three to eight minutes. Three to eight? That's quite a range. That's double. That's like almost tripled the first number. Like you well, have. It just occurred to me why is because you are using Herico Vert, correct? 
Oh, uh uh-huh. It's size-based. I am using a full-size green bean. So you are probably going to be on the three-minute side, Mm -hmm. and I am going to be on the eight-minute side. So All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I take back my judgment. If I'd kept reading, we would have answered a question. (laughs) Depending on their thickness. So we've cooked our beans for three to eight minutes, depending on their thickness. And using a strainer or a spider skimmer, transfer the beans to the ice water to stop the cooking. Drain the beans, pat dry, and set aside. In a medium pot, over, oh, in a pot, I bought, I got a saute pan down. I thought this was a saute. So we're going to go with a saute pan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, medium pot. Sorry, medium pot. This is Savour's recipe, by the way. So let's put that out there. Maybe Savour wasn't fully thinking this through. Or they were just like your saute. It's Thanksgiving. Your saute pans are all going to be busy with other things. You can do this in a pot. Who knows? (laughs) In a medium pot or saute pan over medium heat, melt the butter. And when the foam begins to subside, add the almonds and cook, stirring frequently with a wooden spoon until just golden, two to three minutes. Add the shallots and cook, stirring frequently until translucent, about one minute. Add the beans to the pot and toss to coat. Cook until heated through, about five minutes. Season to taste with salt and black pepper. Transfer to a large platter and serve warm. Why are we going in medium pans when we got to put it on a large platter? Good point. Serving stupid. presentation, I guess. Stupid point. Spread them all out. <laughs> stupid point to get hung up on. But we're about consistency over here. Yeah. We get hung up on stupid shit. That's our consistency. <laughs> yeah. Getting hung Two things. up. Yeah. Getting hung up on dumb shit and not reading all the way through the instructions. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have already peeled or sliced our Brussels sprouts. Fucking peeled every single leaf off all of them. And then we have trimmed our green beans. And so what we said, we're going to start with mixing up our Brussels sprouts with all of its ingredients and getting that in the oven. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kick off our green beans. Yep. Let's, Let's do, do this. It. So I am going with my garlic. Oh, probably half a tablespoon on that amount of leaves was way too much. Hold on. Um, of garlic powder? <laughs> yeah. Gonna Oops. just shake it onto my other bowl. <laughs> They're gonna be very garlicky. Not a problem. No problems here. I have seasoned my Brussels, and I've Brussels. seasoned mine, but I haven't done the olive oil and Parmesan yet. Same. Okay. okay. We're in the same place. Perfect. Perfect. So I'm gonna go with my olive oil. I was thinking about doing grapeseed oil, but I've decided that I don't like the flavor on that enough to put it on there. Okay. So olive oil, it is. Olive oil, it is. And then Parmesan. And then the Parmesan. I know, really, like, come on now. Okay, a little more cheese from the garnish pile. Oops. Oh, I just, yeah, I think I put on, like, at least half a cup. Okay, I'm ready to pour mine out on my pan. I'm, 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 I'm working on spreading my leaves out right now, so yeah. go ahead. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Should we turn on our water for the green beans? To oh, yes, we should have already done that. <laughs> Of course, we are right on schedule, of course. We did turn them on a a little bit already, so that mine was on a low heat, just chilling over here while we were doing the intro. So Mm -hmm. at least I've got a start on it, 
And now I've cranked it up to power boil. We should be able to go fairly soon on that, but I am going okay. to, did you already put your stuff in the oven then? No, I didn't. Okay. Ready. Good for a little while. Okay. Let's yeah. go then. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> uh, and... Eight to 10 minutes. I'll set a timer yes. for eight. Okay. Since we've got our water going and hopefully we will be boiling soon, we can get our ice baths together. Oh, I'm kind of drunk and high. Oh my God, I need more wine. And you usually have some water then. <laughs> I, I, I drank some as soon as I got in the kitchen. So oh, you're I, good. I was, yeah, <laughs> but I, where did I, oh, I did drink about three quarters of my glass of wine. Never mind. I was like, <laughs> I didn't have that much. Like I had like, like oh. a glass. Oh no, wait. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I sucked a bunch of that down while you're we over there. <laughs> so we both have our ice baths. And we're waiting for our water to boil. Our ice is anxiously waiting for the beans to boil. To and blanch. We, and we have our chips in the oven. And we have our chips in the oven with five minutes left. And I didn't get myself more wine like I wanted. Ah, I might have to stir my, my leaves leaf ones a little bit sooner because they are really browning on the edges okay and there's still a lot of moisture coming off maybe i've just actually given them enough circulation room that they're cooking fast enough yeah i definitely my pan's overcrowded i get one pan out and stir it around already they're actually not as brown as they looked in the oven obviously because it's darker in there but (laughs) (laughs) but surprise still yeah turn these guys that have really crispy edges that we're sticking up over. I don't know why I'm doing this with my fingers when I could perfectly be using tongs. Of course. Touch the hot things, Gretchen. Yeah. Prove you're not a wuss. Or just be stupid. One of those two things. <laughs> just hurt your fingers. Good news is, is they're very, it's very thin. It's not something that holds heat. So like touching is no really not deal. bad. <laughs> yeah. And back in. The timer for me is going to go off in 44 seconds. The chips are good. Do they need more time? No, I'm just eating the raw ones. So. Oh, the raw ones. Okay. They taste good, oh, though. Good. Mine are out at the halfway point, and I'm tossing them right now. Okay. So we're at the same point. I don't know that mine are going to be done in 10 minutes. I did slice these by hand, not on the mandolin. So I think that might be a slight disadvantage because they're a bit thicker. I see. Might take For your sliced off. ones? Mm-hmm. I just pulled my leaves. They are very brown. And I removed them from the sheet tray because that little bit of heat that that might hold might affect the cooking situation here. So I am done with that. (laughs) Okay. The sliced ones are still in. They are going to need at least a few more minutes and maybe another turn. But I'm going to try one of my green beans to see where I'm at. How long have your green beans been in the water now? Oh, only four minutes, actually. So probably not quite ready. Okay. I forgot to sprinkle with my Parmesan before they cooled off. But they taste oh, good anyway. It didn't stick as much. <laughs> it is just garnish. It doesn't really need to stick, I guess. But Sure. But it's good? Yeah. I okay. took the most I took the most done one, which was a little bordering on burnt. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to try another one here. Hold on. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about the leaves. I think maybe like the air fry might be too hot or like too much heat. Oh, they're too that. O- over crispy or something. They're like a little bit burnt. My beans are done. So they're going in their ice bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool down, little beans. Chill out. Chill out. Relax. 
in your ice bath. Okay, turning my water off because I don't need this anymore. Oh, hot, 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 hot. <laughs> Woo. Right, it's been on the stove. Might not want to move it with your bare hands. Oh my gosh. Should we start our shallots? You mean the green beans? For the green beans, yeah. Or should we uh, wait? Because they have to cool. They have to cool a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I would say probably not just yet. No in a rush. Okay. I am just turning my over again. My slices. I got some that are real crispy though. So I'm going to pull those guys off. And you're thinking already the air fryer leaves is too much. Yeah. The heat is too much for that. I'm testing my beans. Yum. I'm pulling them. They're done. They're done. Little guys are done. All right. Come on out of there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The thicker slices I'm putting back in the oven. Okay. And I am getting my saute pan out and I'm turning the heat on. Your saute pan. Yes. Going to look at what our heat levels are here. Medium heat. All right. It's good. We're not looking for a sear here. We're looking for more of a toast. That was the one minute mark on my leaves in the oven. Okay. I feel like I'm going to want them to go longer. Oh, look at a little crisp. These are pretty. Oh, these are fun. Come take a peek if you have a moment, Gretchen. Oh, sure. Oh, nice. Those look great. I think I might go just a teeny bit longer. I would advise that the stems look a little bit rare. Too white still. Okay. Rare. Good call. Oh my God. I just had one of the slices. How was it? The air fryer slice? Yeah. Really good. Oh, good. Let's see where I'm at. Just so you know, my butter has melted. Oh, okay. I haven't, I gotta start my heat. Feel free to go. Okay. Oh, I forgot to put the freaking cheese on it again when it was hot. Oh my gosh. What's wrong? Garnishing. Not my strong suit. Again. Again. You gotta have to try and get the slices right. <laughs> like the prices right. Get that yep. slice right. Get the slice right. <laughs> the green beans next steps is pretty easy, but just so I make sure I know what I'm doing. Our butter's cooking or heating up, and then we're gonna put our shallots in for just a few minutes, and then the or the almonds, almonds go in first. And almonds then are the shallots. first. Then okay. The okay. I'm actually going with my almonds. The foaming has subsided as per indicated in the recipe. And I'm getting my wooden spoon out. My nuts are starting to get very toasty over here. Okay. So you're going with your shallots? I'm about to go with my shallot. Just stirring these around a little bit. My timer's about to go off for my leaves. I did add all of my shallots. They were small shallots so I feel like three is not an egregious amount to put in with my beans okay right because we tried to adjust all the other ingredients but Gretchen cut up the full amount of shallots (laughs) my leaves are done I'm going with my green beans I did not dry them I'm being a naughty little chef today whoa my chips are good Mm -hmm. all right I'm gonna have one more I'm not sure I enjoy this application of Brussels more than like a raw salad Sure. You mean in the air fryer particularly or the in general, like roasting it like that? Well, we'll find out after I'm done baking the other batch, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because you said like in a salad, right? Yeah. I, I do love. Versus like raw. Yeah. I love a raw Brussels sprout. My shallots are getting some nice, like car- a little bit of nice caramelization on it. So 
everything looks good and toasty. Glad I put my beans in when I did, but I'm going to be done in a minute here. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Closing in. Closing in. My beans are done. Awesome. I'm just going in with my shallots. A little behind. A little bit. Okay. I am putting my beans in. My beans are done too. Great. So we're all done. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I love green beans, almond bean. It's so good. Just nice, Real easy, simple. simple. Mm-hmm. Let's green beans shine. So Nice little crunch with the almonds, but not too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm glad you suggested this, Gretchen. Good choice. Yeah. You're welcome. Figured we right. should do something very traditional or, you know, why not? We're done. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Brussels are done too. All right. Yeah, we're done. All right. Happy That's Thanksgiving, it. everyone. If you're celebrating that happy day with people you want to be with, I hope. And yes, we will be we're online sharing. Yeah, yeah. we'll be sharing like, pictures. Like and, and subscribe. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comment. Star us, please. Yeah. Give us some stars. Give us some reviews. Yeah. We might yeah. have to start begging people for reviews. Please review us. Helps I'll people give you find... a dollar. Yeah. No, no, we're not going to have any money. money. Yeah, you know, we have right. no money for this. Don't don't start throwing the money thing out there. You're right. We're here. We're going to keep going. Can't stop us no matter what. And Gretchen, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with whatever you're ending up doing with the Thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. Veggie pot pie. That's our new Thanksgiving thing. Oh, nice. That's a nice Thanksgiving-y thing. I like that. That's great. <laughs> so. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, I think we're done. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. 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 I need, I need a fiver. Okay. Five-minute nap. Yeah. <laughs>